Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Hello and welcome to NASCAR America. We hope you're enjoying your Memorial Day. I'm Parker Kligman. I'm alongside journalist extraordinaire Nate Ryan, Hall of Famer Dale Jarrett, and the funniest man in motorsports, <laughs> Kyle Petty. Thank and if you you're, me laugh. Hey, if you're wondering why we're here and not Steve Attart and Jeff Burton, they have better agents. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, True. Let's, fact, fact, fact. Let's, yeah, well, who has an agent? Who has an agent? Speaking of agents, you know, there was some pretty cool racing this weekend on yes. Memorial Day. This is the best racing weekend of the year. But we got a set of races that were just awesome. The Xfinity race was great. The Monaco GP was great. The Indy 500 and the Coca-Cola 600. And Nate, I want to start with you because you were at the Indy 500. And that race has an atmosphere like no other place. It does. And you know you're at a big event when you go to a race and you're in traffic for 20 minutes yeah. at 530 in the morning. where oh, You God. have nearly <laughs> oh 300,000 people at this event on Sunday at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And 30,000 of them got there 7 a.m. to do an EDM concert in the Snake Pit. Wow. Three. I don't wow. even know if they watched the race. The atmosphere, as you can imagine, with all those things going on with Simon Pagano's win, it was incredible. And it was just a huge weekend. Friday, they had 50 or 60,000 people there for Carb Day. Saturday, probably 10 or 20,000 people showed up for autograph signing with the drivers. It was just wow. it was a big event. And, Dale, you've won the Coca-Cola 600. That was a yes. grueling race. I was in it. <laughs> I, How was that? I, it was it was hot. It was really hot. It was long. If you haven't heard, it was uh, basically five hours long. So my body's feeling it right now. But, I mean, what a crazy race with just how many comers and goers we had throughout the whole place. Oh, uh, incredible. Day yesterday, the Xfinity race, as you said, was great. But, yes, that was a long I, – I was thinking about you as I was sitting on yeah. the couch watching. Uh, yeah. But just an incredible race. I mean, the drivers did just an amazing job throughout that race of putting on a show. You know, we wondered from last year exactly – what may happen with this package after we saw it kind of like this at the All-Star race? They couldn't do this for 600 miles. I'd be damned if they didn't show us different. They, <laughs> y'all went out and did it. It, it got it was crazy. Amazing. They, and you know what? It, I thought yesterday's race, and, and we talked about it on the phone call this morning, is the perfect example of why that race should be a 600-mile yes. race. That we start in the daytime. You end at nighttime. The racetrack changes so much. The teams have to keep up with it. Strategy has become the new is something going to break? Is a driver going to give up? The strategy that you employ and how those teams adjust and the knowledge they have and how they make their car better. I, th I thought it was a great day in motorsports. I agree. It has to stay 600 miles, even though if it's five hours long, because it's the physical attrition yes. and the mental attrition that we saw that night. That was crazy. But you know what? The finish of that Indy 500 was incredible. And our own Lee Diffie had an incredible call to finish this race. Two laps to go in the 103rd running of the Indianapolis 500. Is it going to be Rossi? Is it going to be Pagano? Gearbox. That's your gearbox making the move outside. Still there. All clean. Pagano's got to just set this up for turn three and four. I think it's going to come down to the checkered flag. But Sato is back in the mix. He's right there on the tail of Pagano. And here he comes, Lee. Might happen going to three. Gearbox. 
Paginot had a great turn three last night. Simon Paginot takes the lead of the Indy 500 with one and a quarter laps to go. Wow. Coming to the white flag, he's got a nice gap, but he's got to hang on the rest of the lap. This little bubble of clean air might help Rossi get a big run through turns one and two. Final lap, and it's a three-way shootout. Is Sato even in it? Here comes Rossi. Rossi is clawing Simon Pagano back out of turn two. Down the back stretch for the final time. And Pagano's trying to run away, and Rossi's not letting it happen. Still single file. Look out. Rossi on the high line. He has outside, to take it back him. in. The short shoot. Clear by two. Rossi's going to have a massive draft on Simon Pagano into the home stretch. Less Get than back. half a mile. Simon Pagano sweeps him up the May and Free wins his maiden in the 500. Back. How about that? So, wow. I have chills. I did and too. I don't know what it is. I didn't, about. I didn't watch the race yesterday. I didn't see it. I was out at the Coca Cola That's your first that, that was amazing right there. And Lee's call is crazy, man. Yeah. You just yeah. get pumped up. My hands are sweating. I, I don't know what it is about that race, but whenever it comes down to a duel like that, maybe it's the people surrounding yeah. it and that you can hear the crowd over the cars, mm-hmm. but there's just something that makes it seem yeah. so dramatic, so intense. And I mean, you were there. Could you, you you feel that? Do you hear the crowd over the cars even when you're there, like listening yeah, to that? Yeah. The, the atmosphere in the media center must have been crazy. The only other place I can think of that is Talladega, like when Dale Jr. would take the lead. You could hear yeah. the cheers yeah. over the engines. Same thing at the Indy 500. When Pagano and Rossi were trading the lead four times in the last 15 laps, it was just, it was phenomenal. And to, to Kyle's point, I mean, Diff's call really conveyed all of the drama and all of the pressure. Simon Pagano, he told Marty Snyder after this race, he's driving that he ever better than he ever has in his entire life. And he's doing it in a season which he needed to deliver more than any other time in his entire life. He went winless last year in 2018. There are a lot of questions about he's in a contract year. Would he be back at Team Penske? And he actually learned uh, after the race, I I had a chance to ask Roger Penske, you know, getting this win at the Indy 500, you know, generally you keep guys around who win at the Brickyard. Does this ensure Simon Pagino comes back and stays at Team Penske? And uh, Chris Devota actually told him that on set. Uh, when we were interviewing him after the race. Here it is. You may be interested to know this. Roger Penske is in the media center right now, and he just said Simon will absolutely be back next year for Team Penske. There you go. That's good to know, right? <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> I'll be back, that's for sure. <laughs> I, 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 I love a pretty good day. Yeah, I win the Indy 500 and get another contract. That's, yeah, that's exactly yeah. right, man. He definitely won the month of May. But Dale, you've won big races like the Daytona 500, and you could see almost like the weight gain lift off his shoulders right. and the elation. Yeah. And almost yeah. the, when he stopped on the front stretch, which was yes. unconventional, right? They were like, everyone was freaking out. What, what happens here? No one does this in IndyCar. You go straight yeah. to victory lane. You could tell he just wanted to soak it in. I mean, if, what is that feeling like at that time, that moment? Is it different for everyone, or do you, do you just have to take that moment for yourself? Yeah, I, I think it's probably a little bit different for everyone, but you, the feeling of accomplishment that you have is like no other when you win races like that. When you, you know, the whole thing is about the month of May at Indianapolis, yeah. and Simon Pagino went and took. The month of May, he won, showed that he could do it no matter which way he was turning and what he was doing. That was incredible. The only thing that was better than that race was Lee Diffie's call yeah. uh, yes. for the whole yeah, thing. For sure. yes. He's a rock star. And Townsend <laughs> and Paul Tracy yes. did an amazing job. Incredible. I'm going to say a big shout-out to, and we'll do other shout-outs later, but to the whole NBC crew. Yeah. What a great performance 
they had for the entire couple of weeks up there. Just amazing stuff and just kept you glued to the seat. Yeah, I, I want to say this about, about Pagano, about Dale, about guys who win big races. I like to see that where they take a moment mm-hmm. in the middle of 500,000 people and millions of people watching on TV. That's their moment. Yeah. They need to take that moment and say, this is my time. To take that time and to cherish that one moment, that's the, that's the time that you, the other stuff just comes and goes, but that's your moment right there. I, I love that because I think in just wins personally I've had, I don't know if I've ever like remembered to take that moment, yeah. right? Yeah. So when you win something yeah. that big, yeah. it must yeah. be really big. cool just yeah. to do that. And that's what kind of going out to kiss the bricks in 96 yeah. was all about, was yeah. it was our yeah. moment that, you know, we wanted to do something just that was different, that hadn't been done. And now to see it go on, and, it's pretty and cool. in this case, it was, it was, we see this tweet here from Simon Pagino. It was the culmination of three perfect moments yeah. in the month yeah. of May. And he wins the IndyCar Grand Prix two weeks ago. He wins the pole position for the Indy 500. And then he wins and makes it a clean sweep Sunday by winning the Indy 500. And what did Roger say? He said, uh, that's a one, two, three. You yeah. got all, you uh, hit all three on the it, radio man. afterwards. Yeah. That's check, cool. check, check. Now, we've talked about the winner. We got to talk about the guy who came a runner up there, yeah. Alexander Rossi. He put up a valiant effort, some mm. crazy passes there. But I, I think we were talking about as we were watching that. I think he almost wasn't suspect or wasn't ready for that move that Pacino threw on him yeah. there two laps ago because yeah. he he had he had put himself in the right position. It felt like yeah yeah and it was, but it was on the backstretch and I think that's where Simon Pagano kind of took him by surprise a little bit because every other pass they'd been to the outside but he had done it uh, they'd been doing it on the front straightaway and so all of a sudden he gets a nice run down the backstretch and makes it happen. And I think that that he probably thought that. Uh, Rossi was probably waiting for him to make it on the last lap so he didn't have that opportunity to get back around. But what great racing yeah. and driving. This is at 220 miles per hour. Yeah. They're crazy. doing this crazy Let's stuff. be honest. The, the fish shaking and some of the radios right. coming oh, just, yeah. on. Yeah. He could be a stock car driver. He could be a NASCAR driver, <laughs> for sure. I mean, because that passion, man, that passion yeah. comes across. And, I mean, he stuck that thing between himself and the wall or between the other car and the wall a couple times. Shake your fist. Go do it, man. When, yeah. when he puts his helmet on, he is the most mesmerizing driver. Yeah. Or I think currently maybe in the world. Yeah. I mean, th- this is the second straight year at the Indy 500. He was the show. Last yes. year, yep. he started 32nd. He finished fourth. He made all these crazy passes. To your point, Kyle, yeah. he looked like a NASCAR driver on double file restarts, yeah. even though they, yeah. they restart yeah. single file on IndyCar. And then yesterday with... You know, shaking his fist or oil Serbia when he's going by at 230 miles yeah. an hour. I don't know uh, how he held his hand out there. Either. I'm yeah. just putting that out Rebounding there. Rebounding from the fuel problems yeah. he had yeah. on a pit stop when he was in the lead. He was upset with his crew when he was, you know, gesturing yeah. animatedly at that point. And then after all of that, he takes the time. He's a very composed driver when he's outside the cockpit. And after all of that, he takes the time to yeah. sign autographs oh, for so a, cool, a, a very that's young great. fan. So cool. Um, and yeah. you know the, the family tweeted about it here as well. I mean, that's just I, I think that you know you guys talked about that you can hear the cheers of the crowd uh, above the engines, and I think he made a lot of fans or a lot of people in in those grandstands at Indy cheering for him on Sunday, and you can see why uh, after the race. Yeah, uh, make no mistake, he did nothing wrong. No. I mean, you know what he did. I mean, there's only so much blocking, especially at those speeds that you do, and what they're allowed to do. But he did nothing wrong. But he has made that race the last few years, uh, yeah. you know, his own. And, and he has that the, the one victory to show for it. But I know that yesterday was going to mean a lot to him to be able to do that. But, you know, Pagino just had, you know, this was his time. This and his he time. made the most of it. And now he's got a uh, great contract to go along with. You can't beat that. I, I keep going back yeah. to that. That means a lot that to a driver a lot, whenever you get yeah. that, especially when that you're in that last lot. year. Just quickly back to Alex, I saw a, a, some sort of story out there that said if America was looking for their new American badass race car driver, right. Alexander yeah. Rossi's the guy. Yeah, right. the guy. So right. He's yeah. showing up with that. Yeah. Speaking of another winner this weekend, 
Martin Truex Jr. We talked about it a little bit yeah. there earlier. He won the 600, but look at this day. So he you know, starts in 13th, gets the first, comes back and joins me around lap 77 back in 32nd. <laughs> I saw him coming back to the field. He gets back up there. Then we join again at one lap 158. I saw him probably somewhere in there. Never saw him again after that. Yeah. You know, He went on to be up to the front. But, I mean, what an up-and-down day. And that car was scraped up, beat up. He'd hit the wall, and he still went on to win the Coca-Cola 600, the most grueling race we have. How did he do that? I, I'm still I'm scratching my head. I was hoping maybe you could tell us. Yeah. I don't know. You were up there on that race. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but but that, that graft is the perfect example of sun out, sun comes in, hit a wall. Everything that happened to him, everything that happened to that team, they just kept coming back. You see, no matter how, where they were, they just kept coming back to the top. They didn't panic when this happened. When, when they yeah. got in the wall, they were incredibly calm um, when, it, when it hit the wall. And they, he was leading the race at that point in time. They just kept their stuff together. And I think that's, that's who Martin Truex is, but that's who Cole Pern is also. Yeah. yeah. And actually, I laughed about this a little bit because so many cars had the right size beat up oh, yeah. in this race. And the day before in the Xfinity race, we saw a lot of carnage, a lot of cars get in the wall. And Clint Boyer was on the broadcast. He said, you know, in cup, if you do that, you, yes. you're done. Your day's done. Your, done. your right. car's ruined. <laughs> uh, the right side of that winning yeah. car looks yeah. a little beat up. Yeah. But I think, Kyle, this goes to a bigger point you were bringing up, which is that day-to-night transition. That's something yeah. that I think, you know, we talk about this race being 600 miles. Yeah. And there was some talk of saying, maybe we should shorten it, that sort of thing. We, it's 600 miles it's one, it's unique, and two, that yeah. length means you go day to night. It means the track changes. You see a car that's terrible at the beginning become good, and you see a ch- or have a chance for a car like the 19 to have something go wrong and get back to the win. And get back. And we saw so many guys early. Um, we saw Kyle Busch. We saw um, Kevin Harvick. Those guys, when they dropped the green flag, they looked like, okay, it's going to be another one of those days. You yeah. know what I mean? And then the evening comes. And we're going to throw a, a, a different element into it because they put down – uh, the what, the what sticky you, stuff. The sticky yeah. stuff. Yeah. The, the you know they put <laughs> it which, that. which totally changed. You know what I mean? Which which changes that nighttime transition too. And some guys kept up with it. Some we talked about it earlier on the phone call. Joey Logano. I don't even think he showed up at Charlotte until they were 200 laps <laughs> into the race. I never heard his name. He was 17th, 18th, 19th when Brad was leading the thing and, and yeah. running up front. Yeah. He was 17th or 18th at night. They make that halfway point, and he and Todd Gordon. They know exactly where they need to be, and he challenges for the win. I can tell you that he was struggling because I passed him like he was sitting still. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, I noticed he was struggling. And you know what? Coming up after this, we're going to talk more Logano because we're going to do our other winners segment where we go through the field and talk about all the different drivers out there that had good performances. But first, we pay tribute on this Memorial Day to those that have defended our nation and lost their lives in the service. Every year at the edge of summer, on this, the last Sunday in May, we gather. When we deploy, not only are we defending the soldiers to our left and right, but we're defending our families, our communities, and our country. Today, amidst the fireworks and flyovers, the echoes of war reverberate back, and we stop to remember those who never returned. Really, really solid. Just needed a little bit. Felt like we were in a good spot when we were controlling the race there uh, in front of Martin. And once we lost the lead to him, you know, it was, uh, our work was certainly cut out for us. We were just a little bit off, not just not quite as good as the 19. 19 was really, really fast. They were the best car. They drove all the way up to the lead. And there were some guys out there that um, that I felt like we were right around. 
and could contend for a win, but the 19 was just going to have all of us. So unfortunately, I decided to drive it in the fence on entry to turn three and just kind of uh, ruin our night from there. We had a flat right rear, and I'm uh, just thankful that we were able to overcome that and still come home seventh, but uh, definitely had a better car than that. We lost the handle on the car. Um, we had some different shift codes in the tires that, that, we, that we had to run because that's what we had. And as soon as we put all those shift codes on, the car just went to absolute junk. Top five is, is a good finish for us, but I felt like we had uh, capability of running third tonight on the long run. We need a little short run speed to, to keep up with some of those cars up front, but all in all, it was a great day for us. We stayed in the mix for most of the night, so that was very encouraging. Um, so we're, we're going the right way. It was tough. I mean, it first 600 mile race for me completely. Got some work to do in certain areas, and we'll figure it out. I mean, if you told me, Early in the race, you'd finish second. I'd say that's that's a dream. You know, as far as Memorial Day weekend and uh, you know getting the race is, is a privilege. So for me to complain about second sounds pretty dumb. So uh, I should be proud to live in this country and and happy that I just get the race. Well, we heard through the field. Now that we've heard from those guys, let's kind of check out some of the winners in this field as, as opposed to those guys yes. right there. I think there were some interesting stories throughout the field of guys who had incredible runs. I felt like I was going to be one of them, but I didn't because we broke the left yeah, front suspension of our car. So yeah. I didn't quite pull that off. You had a good first half, dude. We did have a good really first, good first half. half. Yeah. We, 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 did yeah. really, we were a yeah, top 20 car in the Charlotte yes. 300. <laughs> we just didn't quite do the yeah. full. Hey, we've all been there. Everybody's exactly. been there, man. Everybody, but you've driven, you've been there. I, I just think that's the part to me that was, you know, I just got, that's why I love this yeah. 600 because it goes either way. But I think, you know, when you look at the other winners, one of those is Logano coming back yeah. from his struggles early on. And, and you, heard, you heard him right there. Uh, if you had told him early in the race that they were going to finish second, I think he would have parked, got out, went home, and thanked everybody. <laughs> yeah. and, and that would have been the end of the conversation because he was not even close, not even close the first half of the race. Uh, but as he said, they made adjustments. They knew they had a plan. And that's one thing that he and Todd do. They have a plan, and they stick to it. They don't get too far away from it. They come back, put themselves in position to run second. And like he said, who's going to complain about running second on Memorial Day? It's so much bigger, and it's about yeah. such so many more important yeah. things. That was well said. Yeah, it is that. The only thing I think they'll probably go back and say, how did we let a car that hit the wall yeah. be so much faster than what? How much faster that. was he going to be <laughs> yeah. if he hadn't hit the wall? And he had shown that. He had driven to the front. But but a great job by Joey Logano. That, that's championship caliber driver yes. and team uh, that do things like that whenever you are just not in the game and you make adjustments and you know the track's kind of yeah. coming to you. Great job. And we'll get into his teammates later and some of the losers, but it's just funny to see that dichotomy yeah. because you had him who was struggling early, them yeah. doing really well, Brad winning the stages, yes. and then it flipped around. So I just think that's yeah. so crazy. But you know what? Just behind him were some other drivers. I like to talk about the other winners. Let's start with Ricky Stenhouse Jr. in fifth. Spins out at one point. I mean, come on. He's going through that turf. Got a little help loves spinning so out. But he got a little help. Yeah, he did yeah. get a little Still, help. That yeah. was but that good. turf, we got to talk about the turf, yeah. too. Yeah. Man, because that would have torn up the cars in years past. So uh, the Rover brought a lot of good things, including that turf. Thing. Listen, uh, uh, Ricky did a great job. Great job. But the one move, the one move that I love that Ricky Ricky tried was when he dove in there and tried to get the 18. Did you? When he, yeah, it's yeah. like just missed. yeah, it's gonna get him. Just missed him and up the race track. And I'm like, dang, so close, man. So they close. got it. They got in each other the first part yeah, of the race, yeah, and, yeah. and that's the way it was. But Ricky, that team, and, and we were fortunate to do some stuff with Ricky this week. And he said we weren't good at the All Star race, but we know why. 
we're going to be okay when yeah. we come back. And they were. He, he and Ryan both. The Roush organization was definitely on the win side. And as you saw in that graphic, some of the other drivers you have to give a shout-out to real quick. Chris Buescher coming yes. home sixth. Yeah. He yeah. knocked the right side off Hit that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Came, came all the way back. That was really impressive. Corey LaJoy in 12th with yeah. go-fast racing. Yes. I race around him a lot of times. We do these cup races. That is an incredible day. Yeah. And he's off to, honestly, yeah. an incredible last few weeks. He's actually ahead of in points of a certain driver yeah. you might know oh, quite you well. What do you keep pointing at me for, man? I don't, I don't drive a race car anymore. Your, your surname's <laughs> on that thing. on that thing. Yeah, yeah. Bubba Wallace but, is ahead of him in points. But I, and you got to shout out David Reagan, man. Yes. Yeah. David Reagan, they put themselves there at the end. They, they didn't have a shot at winning the race there at the end, starting on the front row. But they knew that was their shot to make something happen. And I'm telling you, for the first seven or eight laps after that restart, he was the guy. He was fifth or sixth on the outside. Yep. Making it happen, man. Hey, let's, Making it happen. I want to go to that moment right now. I think we have some sound from that exact moment of him deciding to stay out and stay in front of the field. Give me a freaking break. 19 just came up and asked if we were going to drop to the rear. Time to go f*** himself. Yeah, that's pretty much the way I said it. So what do you expect us to do, dude? We ain't going to drop to the rear with five to go. We're on the lead lap. We're leading the race. No, we're not going to drop to the rear. Well, no, you all don't have tires. I don't care. <laughs> I love that, man. I love that. Not, but they're right. They're, they're right. Yeah. But you, you know what? And, and so many times, you, you're not sure. Where, where's this guy? How's he running? What's he doing? They've not seen David Reagan all night long. All night long. Nobody's yeah. seen him. I mean, because he's not been lapped. You know, the leaders haven't lapped him. They've not. So you know he's been running good enough. They put themselves in position to get a good finish. They ended up 14th or 15th right along yeah. there. But they ran so much better than that at different times during the race. If they had had equal tires, they would have had better finish, obviously, at the end, I, I, I do believe. But, um, man, that's, uh, that's a little bit of lack of respect for those guys to say, okay, front row, you don't deserve to be up there. Yeah. You need to go to the yeah. back. That's, that, that's, that's, that's a little bit of a entitlement I didn't like. No, that's a little bit of a diss right there. And sure. I love the call. Yeah, it's, yeah that's I, a Why didn't a couple of others? Because yeah. that could have definitely yeah. been different if a yeah. few others yeah. stay out there and give yourself that chance at the end yeah, of that just race. that little cushion. I yeah. was surprised that as many pitties they did Yeah, when that oh, happened, was, with dude, that few laps left. How many times have we seen in, in the history of Martin Truex, he comes down pit road, everybody stays out. Yeah. Martin stays out, everybody comes yeah. down. I mean, it's like Martin's that magnet. Whatever he does, everybody does the opposite. But in this case, when he pulled off, Everybody came with him. I, I was really surprised was that Moore didn't really try. I was really surprised by that. Yeah. Well, you know what? That wraps up the winners from the Coca-Cola 600. But when we come back, we're going to jump in and talk about some of the losers. And I hope I'm not on that list. <laughs> Martin Truex Jr. wins the Coca-Cola 600, capturing the 60th running of NASCAR's longest race. Running down a dream. So a second Coke 600 victory for Martin Truex Jr. And this one was really different. I mean, lap 73, you're in the wall, and now you're in victory lane. How does this happen? I don't know, man. I just never give up attitude, I guess. I mean, uh... I thought we were a toast when we hit the fence, you know, blew right right front tire or whatever, it lost air, and the car went straight to fence. At that point, I was like, man, this thing's incredible. It's almost like 2016 all over again, and uh, it was just so good out front. But, uh, you know, after we hit the fence, it was like, okay, you know, this is going to be a long night, and the car got really, really tight, and uh, we just had to do a lot to it to try to fix it, to try to get competitive again, and 
after seeing it in Victory Lane here, I'm like, wow, man, it looks like Martinsville car, and we just want a mile and a half with it. So I don't know. It's, uh, I, you know, we had a, a good game plan coming in here this weekend. Mile and a half haven't been our strong point. It's kind of taking us some time to figure out this package, and just, uh, you know, thankful to Cole and James and everybody on our team. We just stuck together and we kept working on it and talking about it, and we found a lot this weekend that really things that I liked in the car, and you know, such a special weekend, obviously with you know. Memorial Day and everything that's going on this weekend and uh, the Knoll family who was Nicholas Knoll's name was on my car and what an awesome program NASCAR and the teams put together and to have his family here and meet him before the race they were super excited and thankful and uh, we were just blessed to have their name you know Nicholas's name on there and really proud we could bring it to Victor Lane so hopefully he's up there looking down smiling but uh, just thanks to all the men and women out there who uh, sacrifice and do all they do for us this is a uh, you know, we would get to do these things if it wasn't for guys like that. So, what were the conditions like at the start of the race? What were you challenged with? It's just hot and slick, Charlotte. You know, I mean, it was uh, honestly the track was slick all night. I thought, and it never really, you know, gripped up. Um, <clears throat> the PJ one wore off. I felt like really, really quickly, especially in three and four. You know, they they kind of tested it this morning and resprayed and all that, and I felt like three and four was just gone really, really fast. Three and four was just real slick, um, and even one and two, the bottom was just like ice. So. It cooled off a bit uh, outside, I guess. It never really cooled off in the car. I can tell you that. Um, I asked him at one point if it was it was if it was still hot out because it felt like the same temperature in there. I mean, that's a long race, man. I mean, it's um, <clears throat> it's a long race to sit in that oven. But uh, got my cool shirt on. I started wearing it, and it's it's really it's really pretty awesome. And uh, yeah, so it was just fun. I love Charlotte because it's really really tough and really slick, really hard to get a hold of. The cars just drive terrible. I could be out there driving away, leading, and just feeling it just felt awful you know so that's what makes this place fun and that's what uh you know that's why it kind of gets strung out in those long runs because it's difficult and i think that's why we're good here well the hard work is really starting to pay off for these hold up the three again for this team third win of the season second coke 600 for martin truex jr great interview there from dave burns and here we take a look at the playoff leaderboard with his third win of the season he now finds himself in third there martin truex jr there's a tight battle going on at the bubble, Kyle Larson, Eric Jones, Ryan Newman, Stenhouse, William Byron, even Jimmy Johnson kind of involved in that conversation. So this is definitely going to be an intense summer to watch that playoff battle throughout the year. But guys, speaking of Martin Truex, you know, something he said there, though, I just I found interesting, and I found this interesting explaining to people. You know, when we talk about those cabin temperatures, him saying it was hot in there, oh, yeah. when it's over 130, 140 degrees, they cook steaks. At yeah. lesser temperatures. Yes. So he said sit in that oven. He lit we're literally in an oven for that long. I just think that's incredible how long, how we can endure that and do that. It's just yeah, amazing. It's amazing what you have to do to, to be at your best. You know, yeah. I've always explained to people about that 600-mile race is that it's so hot at the beginning and you sweat a lot, so you lose a lot of your fluids there. If you yeah. don't do the proper thing and being hydrated to start with and then also doing that during the race, then as the fastest part of the race comes up, you're going to be yeah. worn out, yeah. and so you can't be in that. So, uh, you know, you guys do a great job of conditioning yeah, you yourself do. for that and being ready. I hydrated uh, all week to be ready for this race, so I can tell you. <laughs> and I literally drank about 100 Pedialytes in the car. But yeah. you know what? Uh, Gibbs, as a whole, though, did not have yeah, a great no. night. So you have the winner there in Martin Truex Jr., but as you look back at the other cars, right front issues. Right? Even the affiliate of, my, yeah. of Matt Bandetto. Had yeah. a right front go down. It, yeah, what was going seemed, on there? It seemed like all the Gibbs associated Toyotas had right front front issues. What was that? Who knows? I, I mean, if you say conspiracy, then all five of them didn't run over something on the racetrack and and and, and have a flat. Obviously, they had an issue with whatever their simulation had shown them was going to be their best front end settings or yeah. what 
what the travel or what they saw they needed there. Was it Camber? I don't know. I like to think it was a little bit of Camber and that, that Truex knocked his out and fixed his whenever he <laughs> ran in the wall, wall because he never had an issue the rest of the night. You know what I mean? So obviously whatever did happen, they understood it enough to counter it. But later we saw the 11 of Denny Hamlin, and I thought all their problems were over before that. So, yeah, uh, yeah that was not um, – yeah, they don't need to go back with that same package, I don't believe. I think Eric Jones did it right, though. I yeah. saw this on Twitter. Basically, he got it done early. He, got, he killed it early. <laughs> if you're going to wreck yes. in a 600-mile yeah. race, get it done and get out early yeah. a little bit there. But, yeah. Dale, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the problem. I mean, this is part of the attrition of this race. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's the balance that you always have at a place like Charlotte, a mile and a half, is that, you know, how much, how much are we willing to yeah. do to, to try to make our car better than, than other cars? And, and so they were right on that fine line. Was it a combination of camber and air pressure that yeah. they did, and they could solve a little of it by uh, changing the air pressure uh, in that right front? I, I don't know. Uh, obviously, the 19 yeah. group figured it out. Kyle Busch uh, ha- had a really good night. So a couple of them were able to manage uh, through it and make the most of it. Yeah, and I, I'll, I'll say this. It, it, it was fascinating to watch the end car on how much you guys were on throttle once you got down. Yeah. It's like, so you're just punishing that right front, corner after corner after corner. So that was that was pretty I was pretty really amazing. tight to start, and I got worried when all those guys were popping. Yeah. And then this is actually what's funny, though, is I, in some respects, is that I saw then suddenly it was just Joe Gibbs' cars. Yeah. And I said, well, we don't get any information from yeah. them. So I, I'm job. not worried I'm now. I'm not worried now. We're not going to have a problem <laughs> at all. Uh, <laughs> speaking of a team that doesn't get any affiliation, Chip Ganassi Racing, yes. not a great night for them. They win the All-Star Race with Kyle Larson, but then they have two cars basically get wrecked, yeah. and it was back to regressing to the mean a little bit for them in terms of uh, not Yeah, and I, re- I think I really – I had hopes for this team. I had hopes for Kyle Larson, yep. um, especially after winning the All-Star Race. Totally different kind of race. It's a sprint race. It's right up Kyle Larson's alley. This is an endurance race, no matter how you look at it. 600 miles is an endurance race. But I really felt like they would carry some momentum from that win over here. Wasn't really worried about the one car of Kurt Busch because he's just been steady Eddie all year long for the last last part of last year and this year. Uh, But I think if you look at a team that was a major letdown for what their expectations were, I think the Ganassi organization coming in, uh, they have to be scratching their head a little bit today. And yeah. Dale, well, Dale, I just wanted to say, you, you and I were talking about something earlier, actually it was on the call earlier today we had before this show, about this becoming a young man's game with this kind of racing. And we <laughs> saw the aggression out of Kyle Larson and out of Kurt Busch, and the aggression everyone has on the restarts. And I'm telling you, it's the craziest racing. It's three, it's four wide every restart. But you're saying you can't do that for a long time, or three. like that kind of, you know, that kind well, of intensity. I didn't think you could do it for 600 miles. So you yeah. guys proved me wrong in that. Some uh, didn't make it uh, through all of that. But as I watched this race, you know, and, and you saw the All Star race, and you say, okay, yeah, that's a short race. There's nothing there. I thought that things would be a lot more calm than what they were. But the intensity was. Talladega and Daytona style racing for 600 miles. It was incredible to watch. I mean, one of the best races I've ever seen in my life, uh, and just with all the passing, everything going on. But it made me sit and and think about the fact that this is a young man's game again. You know, and I'm not saying that. You know, obviously Truex is getting closer to 40, and and you've got Harvick. Yeah. They still do a great job. But I think that this, if this is the style of racing we're going to see for years to come, uh, which I'm sure the fans hope we're, yeah. that the, this is what we're going to see. Drivers aren't, you can't withstand that and take yeah. that and perform at that level uh, as as you get longer into your career. So I think it becomes a young man's game uh, once again, which opens the door for a lot of people to have a lot of success. That's really interesting. And real quick, though, 
does Kyle Larson make the playoffs? He's on the bubble right now. You're going to have to perform He's a lot better. Perform. Yeah, yeah. And, and be, you know, be smarter in situations. You know, that yesterday, yeah. you can't put that on anything except for him making yeah. a mistake. I thought when he got up there, I said, well, he's going to rebound. He got it in the wall early. He's going to be okay. Yeah. But he's got his, his work cut out for it. And I thought Kurt was just having another Kurt day. Yeah. Uh, and you don't generally see him uh, have things like that to happen. Yeah. But I, I think it's going to be uh, tough for Larson. It definitely is. It can be an interesting summer to watch. But coming up, we'll show you a sneak peek of tomorrow's Dale Jr. Download. Oh, hell yeah! That's in the teleprompter. I have no idea what it means. <laughs> I don't know what it means. Help me here. Tonight, it's game one of the Stanley Cup final between the Bruins and the Blues, Cal Petty's favorite team. NHL Live gets started at yeah. 6 p.m. Eastern right here on NBCSN. And Speedwitch, the Stanley Cup made a pit stop at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway yesterday. Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Rutledge Wood were also at the Indy 500. Oh, look at that cup. That's so Where, nice. Lord Stanley. Spaces? Where's the winner's faces? I know. Oh, that's that's the Stanley Stanley cup. That's they did. Those that's two did a little yeah. brick diving, guys. Let's take a listen. <laughs> It's secret mission time. We are going to the golf course. We're going to find Dale Jr. a brick. There's another one right there. See what I mean? They may not be that hard to find. Can we just get, can we just pay into a shot of Dale right now? You look like you're having the time of your life. Hey, a golf ball. Four. Four. Stop it. Just jam your fingers in the banks like this. Yeah, dude. Look at you. I think it's my brick. It's like you, Dale. It's perfectly imperfect. Guys, I don't know about y'all, but I'd have to think that in 1909, when the fine people at Culver Block were throwing the clay in here to make these bricks, they were thinking, one day, a hundred plus years from now, a NASCAR star and a weird dude that's his friend are gonna dig these out of a creek at an adjacent golf course. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Uh, that's like that's like brick noodling. Noodling's when you like yeah. stick your hand in a hole and bring out a catfish on your arm. They're just like brick noodling out there. What are they doing? I don't, I'm, they jeal doing I'm jealous though because I've been to India a couple times the last couple weeks and I wanted to go do that. I wanted to do that last year rut and we never made it happen. I mean, I'm jealous. Dale's want probably wanted to do it his entire NASCAR yeah. career as well. Yeah. I yeah. think like that was what was so yeah. cool about watching him at Indy this weekend. Is, yeah. like he was wide eyed and exuberant, watching you know being cool. the pace that car, cool. doing doing all that stuff and yeah. I just we get to with Rudd, it's a little different. Yeah, well, that, with, the, with Rudd would be a little different. That's true. Dale, have you gone searching? No, I got mine in a different fashion. Right. <laughs> good job, dude. That's that good great. right there. Get that one, man. That's good. All right. Well, you can see more of Dale Jr. tomorrow on the Dale Jr. Download, where the special guest, this is where I figured out why I said that other thing, is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stop by. Here's a snippet. I didn't know Vince very well. I've been there six, seven, eight months, but I didn't really know him that well. And I said, uh, but you've got to take control of your career at some point. So I said, hey, Vince, I said, you got a second? And I, I didn't put a whole lot of bass in my voice. <laughs> I'm like, hey! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get you your ass yourself, over here. <laughs> you got singing <laughs> I said, hey, man. Uh, he goes, sure, Steve. And I said, hey, man, I noticed when I'm watching uh, the, the show back from Post, I said, you guys are starting to edit a lot of things I'm saying. I said, I wonder why that is. I said, if you don't give me my personality, I can't compete. But if you give me my personality, I said, I can compete with anybody you got.
Uh, it might be the first guest that he's actually scared of. Yeah. I feel like. <laughs> I know that. Thing. You give me my personality, I can compete, man. I got it. What? I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. know. That's, that, he, his voice gets so guttural yeah. there. That's yeah. intense. I don't know much about wrestling, though. I feel like you would have been oh, yeah. about yeah. wrestling. Oh, yeah. It's, that's because you pronounce it wrong. It's wrestling. Wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it. There well, I am, man. Which, NWO for life, baby. Uh, for life. That's, that's good. It. I drove the NWO car. What does that mean? Uh, New World Order. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got yeah. it. Got it. Yeah. I should. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. Look at that car. Look at that baby. Woo. That's look at that I had number. a couple decent runs in that car. That number is kind of weird. Looks guys, like you right? guys messed it up. Yeah, they were the bad guys. So you're yeah. like a yeah. villain? Yeah. yeah. Elliot Sadler drove, um, drove the other car uh, with Cartoon Network and did some stuff. It was TNT. Uh, Turner when we were doing some stuff, but they kind of veered off there for a while. So I was with the bad guys. Who yeah. beat who? <laughs> the villains or the My guys are the guys. You guys the won? The guys are the guys. So one yeah. for the villains. Well, we're not in business anymore, so the other guys still are. So maybe we lost in the long run. <laughs> well, speaking of winners and losers coming up, we're going to have more of those from the weekend. And we're not talking about Kyle Petty's defunct race team. <laughs> What was it like, the shoving and the side drafting and the pushing to get around the 600-miler? <laughs> I don't even know. A lot more action than a typical 600. There were some times that the cars pushed me really fast down the back straightaway, and that was the fastest I'd gone all night with getting down into the corner when somebody pushed you from behind. Uh, that, uh, that last restart was absolutely wild. The restarts you know, are really your chance to pass cars, so you need this crazy aggression to work the draft and get a run, try to get to the high line. You get single filed out, you get stretched out, you got to chase the next guy down. It just seems like it takes forever. Like If you have a good car and you can get it handling well, you just can't run the guy down in front of you. Everything happens so slow. You know, we're not too fast on the straight we're flying through the turn so you're on edge trying to you know smoke it in there behind them wide open and hope you make it everything that happens fast is on the restarts you know there's just stuff happening everywhere all over the place and i guess if that's what uh if that's what we got that's what we got just absolute madness so uh what a great race it was uh, it was a lot of fun was it crazy it looked crazy it was entertaining for sure yeah i guess it's amazing how fast the 600 miles went by tonight just because the intensity was up so high on the cars you can see Cut how up. hot the drivers were, too. They're all red in the yeah. face. It was crazy. I backed up exactly what I was talking about earlier, though. You could see that the guys that were over 40 weren't nearly as thrilled with what was going on. What are you talking about? Does he drive a car like this number? No, I'm kidding. You know what was interesting last night, though, was the first time that Hendrick has had all four of his cars in the top ten this season and one of the drivers on that team is having a remarkable climb through the standings right now. Yeah, yeah. That is the 88 of Alex Bowman. So if you look back five races ago at Richmond, he finishes 17th. He's 27 points out of the cutoff to make the playoffs. Then he goes to Talladega, finishes second, plus five. Dover second. Kansas second. He's plus 45. And last night he finished seventh to be plus 64. He's 10th in the standings. What an incredible run for this young driver who seems to be so close to getting a win. And I know I looked up on the scoring pylon at one point in the race last night, and it was dark. So it had to be later. And I looked up, and the 88 was in second, and I yeah. thought, he might get the win. Not again. He's going to get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's gonna, but, and then, obviously, he didn't. But I thought, you know, he felt really close. So it looks like Hendricks kind of turned the corner a little bit. I mean, do we feel yeah. like that's but we were talking real? Earlier, we were talking earlier about Simon Pagino needing yeah. to get a win to kind of shore up his status at Team Penske. And I think Alex Bowman came into 2019, and it was fairly make or break. He made the playoffs last year, but he didn't win. And you, you have to win to keep your job at Hendrick, much like a place like Team Penske. And I think 
you know, after Kansas, I wondered if he would get that opportunity again where I think a more experienced driver probably wins that race and doesn't let Brad Keselowski snooker yeah. him. But now I'm thinking he's probably on the cusp of getting one pretty soon. Yeah, look, if, if you can run second and you qualify on poles and you qualify good, that's just right around the corner. I mean, you've already shown the rest of the guys you deserve to be there and you, you can be there. Um, you know, I, I think one thing we, ha- we have to keep and, and I, you, reminding ourselves is this is not his sophomore year. He's been right, here. Right. He's been here for a number of years. He was here for a couple of years and nobody knew his name. Okay. Now he's come back in a good situation. So I think it's imperative that he wins because he's already put in four or five years. He's yeah. already put in an amount of time where I look at, at um, William Byron, Byron yeah. and he's honestly, he gets a little more distance. Yeah, he gets a little yeah. bit more and, and, and I give him that. So I think that, I, that, that if I look at Bowman, he really has to step up, but he is stepping up. Those numbers show he's stepped up. Yeah. And he's, yeah. The second at Talladega, you say, okay, well, that's Talladega. But, you know, he's been impressive at these other tracks yeah. and getting the job done. And when you continue to put yourself in that position, like you're talking about, then you will find a way. It might not even be whenever you think that you've got the better car uh, that you find a way to win, but you keep putting yourself there and yeah. good things will happen. Here's another team we have to talk about, though, that looks, one of the drivers was a little angry after the race there. That is Stuart Haas Racing. Seems to be missing a little bit. I mean, they have won the the 41 Carlos Suarez. I saw him at the back a lot. He had an yeah. interesting night. Kevin Harvick's had the speed, but hasn't been able to execute the races. Clint Boer had a wreck there at one point. So it just seems like that team's maybe missing something right now as a whole. They're missing Kevin Harvick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and honestly, yeah, that's what they're missing. If we go back, if you go back and take Kevin's year out of it the last couple of years, they're pretty much where they were. Yeah. Yeah, 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 they are pretty much where they were. I mean, when when we look at Boyer, when you look at Eric, uh, I, I honestly think that Daniel's done a pretty decent job at times. Uh, there's times where he's gone, stepped over that line, and he's got to understand where that control is. But I think what they're missing is Kevin Harvick and Rodney Childers and the performance from that team. With the performance from that team will come the performance of the other teams. I yeah, believe. I think the thing that I've heard from Kevin Harvick more this year is that we didn't keep up with the track. Yeah. You know, it's been as the race goes on, they just haven't been there. But he's done a, a, a great job. And what I'm saying about the older drivers, Kevin Harvick's going to win. Jimmy Johnson's going to win. These guys are going to yeah. do it. I'm just saying they're not going to go at this for as yeah. long as what they what we've seen drivers in the past. But I think you're exactly right. Kevin Harvick is the leader of that team. Yes. And whenever he's doing well and winning races, then the rest of them can kind of piggyback on that and do well, too. I mean, Kevin Harvick's not hard to read. So you no. look at those interviews, and yeah. I think, I mean, you're right, DJ. There's a frustration level that's mounted, built up there over the course of, what is this, 19 seasons for yeah. him and Cup? Yeah. And, I, and we talk about other guys who have expressed displeasure about the package. We don't often talk about Kevin Harvick and that team yeah. struggles with adapting yeah. the rules. Yeah. And I think that's what it is right yeah. now. I think yeah. that four car is a great example of what we always talk about with them. They have the speed, yeah. but they just have to execute. Yeah. That's the thing. And yeah. speaking of execution, coming up, we've got shout outs. Plus, Kyle has a hockey stat that will blow your no. mind. <laughs> Remains to be seen if it's truthful or not. <laughs> These fans in Boston are hoping for another championship. The Bruins back in the Stanley Cup final for the third time in the last nine years. They'll face off against a St. Louis Blues team that has never won the Cup in their 51 seasons. Will this be the year? Our live coverage gets underway from outside TD Garden in Boston at 6 Eastern.
Okay, uh, let me give say it this. to us. We're let, sad. Let me say this. I was talking to my friend from Boston, Cliff Clavin, and he said, <laughs> Cliff, Cliff said, the Bruins have been off for ten days. The yeah. Blues have only been off five days. Okay, yeah. entering the Cup, entering the playoffs, the team with the longest layoff doesn't win. Says really? the Blues, baby. Blues. blues. Wow. Years, blues that. in. I've heard Cliff's call Cliff. never wrong. So. I just, never wrong. Cliff's <laughs> never wrong. <laughs> yeah. You know that. He's, yeah. he's yeah. amazing. I just want to point yeah. out all of that was in the teleprompter as well and also on a card here, and you used none of it. None of it. That was all memorized. <laughs> what are you talking I'm impressed. That was impressive. I'm impressed. I, what are you talking about? I, I, I fell face first into a hockey stat book last night, <laughs> and that's what I woke up with right there on my forehead. All right, enough of your stats. Let's get to uh, the shout-outs. We'll start with you, Nate. Okay, yeah, we're back to the Indy 500. Uh, had a couple of young Americans perform very well besides Alexander Rossi. Santino Ferrucci uh, was the highest-finishing rookie, finished seventh after starting 23rd, and also had an excursion nearly through the grass here, uh, avoiding some wrecks. Uh, he had a couple of great passes during the race. Connor Daly also finished 10th in his one-off for Andretti. So, talked a lot about Alexander Rossi, but there were some other young Americans who did very well for themselves at Indy. That was a big day for Connor yeah, Daly. Wow. Good friend of mine. I mean, that was an excellent day for him. He really yeah. needed that positivity. Uh, my shout-out is going to go to Marcus Smith, SMI, everyone at NASCAR who made the moment of silence possible that we did halfway through the Coca-Cola 600. Nice. I was a little skeptical how this was going to work out, but as we pulled down pit lane and everyone shut off their engines and suddenly it was silent and I looked to the left of me and all the crew members were lined up on the wall. All the fans were standing in the grandstands and you could hear a pin drop. Yeah. It was such a powerful moment and such a tribute to all the servicemen and women who sacrificed so much for our freedom. I just love this moment. I thought it was a very powerful moment and I'm very glad we did it and I think yeah. it was excellently pulled off. Yeah, yeah. might have should have left that till the end because I don't know how you top that. I'm sorry, yeah. That. Know, but mine's going to be to the drivers from Xfinity to Monaco to the Indy 500 and especially in the Coca-Cola 600. What a phenomenal yeah. job of racing and driving these cars all weekend and being so entertaining. I know some of the drivers don't like all of the entertainment yeah. we might get from yeah. it, but just amazing racing, guys. It was incredible to watch. So yeah. that's your pick for this? Cup, Stanley Cup final? Blues, Blues. And Blues. I got to get out of here because they're getting ready to drop the drop the puck, man. I got I to get home. I got to get home. Put on All right, real quick. How'd I do? Tire. Be real. You, you did, did great, man. That's my first job. time. Hey, Thanks, guys. Coming off the 600 miles last night. I know. Hey, I, know. Yeah. I should do that more often. Just get a little carbon dioxide inside me and then come host this thing. <laughs> Thank you all for watching. That's it for us this Memorial Day special of NASCAR America. It is NHL Live coming up right here with Kyle Petty's favorite team, the Blues, the Blues. versus the Bruins. It's going to be crazy in Boston. Enjoy it. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.